The Holy Gospel comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew, the fifth chapter. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are those who are merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you. When people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father, from our Lord and our Savior Jesus the Christ, and the Holy Spirit who unites us in faith. I fear that it's easy to misunderstand this beautiful, familiar, and vitally important teaching from Jesus. If we misunderstand it, we could miss out on the promises for us now, today, as we feel stuck, uncertain, afflicted, lost, or afraid in today's world. I think it has to do with the fact that there are so many future tense verbs scattered throughout this teaching from Jesus. It makes it seem like Jesus is talking about blessings as things that are yet to come. And Jesus does say, they will be comforted. They will be filled. They will see God. However, being comforted and filled and seeing God are not blessings. See, somewhere along the way, Christians have come to understand blessings as things that can be measured. We think about material or physical blessings such as money, food, nice cars, physical health, employment, friends, and so on. And there's also emotional blessings like being loved, happy, and secure. The thing about things that can be counted is that we like to count them. And we end up giving them too much weight. We end up trapped in a way of thinking and being that tells us that having a nicer house than that person means you're more blessed. Having more opportunities than that person means you are more blessed. Having more friends than that person means you are more blessed. That might sound onerous when you hear me say it out loud, and I hope it does. But I believe that deep down that's how most of us think. We hear these words from Jesus referred to as the Beatitudes, and our inclination is to assume that Jesus is telling us that if things are bad now, we just need to hold on and have faith because blessings are coming our way. And that's just not true. I mean, yes, the things that Jesus promises are coming. They will be comforted. They will be filled. They will see God. But those things are not blessings. Blessings are not coming our way in the future and there is only one explanation why. It's because we are already blessed. 
Blessings are not things that can be quantified because blessings are not even things. The very word blessings should just be wiped out from our vocabulary. There is only blessedness, which speaks to a quality of a relationship between God and God's beloved creation. You are blessed because you belong to God. You are blessed because right now, today, God is actively loving you. Blessed are the poor in spirit, right here today in your poverty, for God is walking beside you. Blessed are those who mourn right here today in your grief, for God is comforting you. Blessed are the meek right here today in your timidity, for God is with you. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness right here today in your desire, for God is equipping you. Blessed are the merciful right here today as you show mercy, for that is exactly how God treats you. Blessed are the pure in heart right here today in your purity, for God sees you. Blessed are the peacemakers right here today in your pursuit of peace for God promises that for you. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake right here today in your victimhood. For God has borne all of that and has not forsaken you. This is the scripture that I needed to read and meditate on this week. This is the sermon I needed to write and preach this week. Because throughout this global pandemic, as well as the political and racial turmoil that has shaken our lives and taken things and people away from us, I have been looking forward to the future. I have been waiting for blessings to come at some later date, a date when life would go back to normal, when COVID would be a memory. Hospitals wouldn't be at max occupancy and we could hug friends and family again and this election would be over. After spending the last seven months pining for some future date when I would receive God's blessings, I've largely lost sight of my blessedness right here today in the midst of my poverty, grief, timidity, hunger for righteousness and so on. Right here today, as with just about every day over the last seven months or so, I feel stuck, uncertain, afflicted, lost, and quite afraid. And the more I envision God's blessings as some measurable material gifts that will come to me in some future date, frankly, the worse I feel. This is the scripture that I needed to meditate on this week because it has brought me back to the sacredness and blessedness of the present moment. This is the sermon that I needed to preach this week because I know I'm not the only one who feels stuck, uncertain, afflicted, lost, and afraid. The future is always out of our grasp and beyond our control but it is firmly in God's hands.
And this is good news because Jesus, the word of God, promises they will be comforted, they will be filled, they will see God. At the same time, Jesus reminds us that we are blessed right here today, right here today. We can honor our blessedness and take courage in Christ's promises to us. Things will get better. That is an equally important message of Scripture. Things will get better. But right here today, our invitation is to recognize our invincible preciousness in the midst of our fragility. Our invincible preciousness in the midst of our fragility. This text comes to us on All Saints Day, a day when we hold space to remember those who have died. And as with the concept of blessings, the word saints is also widely misunderstood. A saint is not some superstar Christian who has died. A saint is a Christian, and a Christian is a saint, one who has been made holy by Christ. All Christians are saints, and all saints are Christians. At least that's what the New Testament usage of the term implies. Every Christian is a saint. I hope you hear this as good news, that you don't have to die in order to be a saint. You are a saint right here, today, by virtue of Christ's promises to you, just as you are blessed by virtue of Christ's promises to you right here, today. So to you who are stuck, uncertain, afflicted, lost, and afraid, to you who are impoverished, grieving, timid, hungry, and merciful. You are saints, blessed by God, and given immeasurable power to be Christ's hands and feet in the world right here today. So whatever happens tomorrow, or Tuesday, or the next week, or the next month, or the next year, will not change the fact that you are a saint beloved and blessed by God and given the high calling to bring light to the darkness. So praise be to God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forevermore. Amen.